everyone. We are here. Newark Radio. Oh, a big thank you for joining me today. Love spending this time with you. Studying God's Word. <laughs> Best thing to do at lunch next to eating. Or maybe eating a second. Doing both. Glad you joined me today. We're in a series entitled Stories Jesus Told. Oh, he told a lot of stories. You know why? He was the master teacher. He was the master teacher. And a great teacher knows how to use illustrations. And Jesus certainly did. See, words can be confusing, especially when there's too many. But if you can paint a picture, I'll tell you what, you can remember pictures. Today we're going to see a picture Jesus paints. It's called the Pearl of Great Price. Now the stories that Jesus told, they were called parables. And they were common, everyday illustrations of his father's divine truths. That's what they were. In this story, the parable of the costly pearl, we're going to see the seeker, the one that finds Christ. Not because of their doing, but because of their thinking. Oh, I like that. Not because of his doing, but because of his thinking. All right, let's get right at it. See, it's a story, a parable about a man seeking fine pearls. The merchant is a man that seeks to make a profit. He wants to get ahead, wants to get ahead in life. And whether the merchant deals in grain or fabric or pearls, he doesn't hope to obtain his riches by labor. No, he leaves that to those who work by the sweat of their brow. Rather, this man, he is one who seeks to get ahead by the sweat of his brain. So we can look at this man with the con concept of one who is not working his way toward Christ, but learning of him. See the parables? They always have a spiritual meaning. There's a spiritual meaning here. The difference between working your way to Christ and learning your way to Christ. Okay, there's always a segment of people. They think they have to work, work, work to gain God's approval and to keep God's approval. The reality is, it's about learning. Okay, so... This is the process of salvation. Romans 10, 13. Whoever will call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Now, wait a minute. How then shall they call upon him if they haven't believed? Hmm. How shall they believe in him if they haven't heard? Hmm. How shall they hear without somebody telling them, a preacher? So you see, the work begins with hearing the preacher. And then it goes on to believing what they heard and through believing they are saved and what's that knowledge they have to believe something it's all about knowledge knowledge of who Christ is in John chapter 6 28 they said therefore to Jesus what shall we do that we may work the works of God and you know what Jesus said to them this is the work of God 
that you believe in whom, in him, whom God sent. Believe in me. That's the work. Believe. And what does it take to believe? Knowledge. It takes knowledge to believe. So, in this parable, we have a picture of those who lay hold of Christ and they find him to be their all in all. Oh yeah, he's their all in all. We're going to note four stages of this merchant. He's seeking, finding, selling, and buying. Okay? Now, let me tell you something about pearls, because that's what this parable is about. In the ancient world, pearls had a very special place in men's hearts. People desired to possess a lovely pearl, not only for its monetary value, but for its beauty. They found joy in possessing and looking at pearls. And I think, you know, when the ladies wear a beautiful pearl necklace, oh, there's nothing like it. I think a pearl necklace outshines a diamond necklace. See, a diamond necklace calls attention to the necklace. I think a pearl necklace calls attention to the person. And that's why you wear the pearls. They're fabulous jewels. Okay, here's your jewelry lesson for today. Now, here there are some hidden truths in this parable. Don't worry, I'm going to read it in a minute. Here they are. Number one, if a pearl is a lovely possession, how much more is the kingdom of heaven? Oh. Number two, there are many pearls in life, many things that give joy, but none compare to this pearl of great price. Mm -hmm. And then thirdly, people spend their lives looking for joy. God's kingdom can bring more joy than they could ever imagine. So these are the hidden truths in the parable. So let's look at the four stages of finding Christ using the parable of the pearl of great price. Number one, here's a man, he's seeking fine pearls. We're in Luke chapter 13, verse 45. Again, the kingdom of heaven. See what Jesus is doing? He's showing people what the kingdom of heaven is like. He said the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant seeking fine pearls. Okay? Now, up above in verse 44, because we're in verse 45, there's a man who stumbled upon Christ by chance. Here's what it says. The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in the field which a man found, and he hid. So this guy, he found, he wasn't like looking for a treasure. He just found it, stumbled upon it by accident. He hid it. And he sold all that he had. He went back and he, he bought the whole field. At least he was honest. He could have stole the treasure. But he's like, no, man, that's not my treasure. It belongs to the, to the guy who owns the field. So I'm going to buy the field. Honest man. So this man stumbled upon something by accident. But the merchant, he's seeking. He's looking. Okay? So one man found his treasure by accident. And that happens. Sometimes people find Christ by accident. They're not really looking for God, but maybe through the witness of a friend, or they heard a gospel message, or maybe they were just at a point in life where they knew something was missing, and, and somebody comes along and they give them the gospel, it's like, oh, that sounds good. I like that. But this man's different. He's looking. 
He's looking for that indescribable joy. He knows that there's more to life. And he, he, he's not satisfied with what he's got. He knows that there's something missing in his heart and it can't be worldly. It's got to be spiritual. So the man in our story, he's not looking for Christ. He's really looking for godly pearls. Jesus is going to use that to point to people looking for him. Okay? Now, those things that will give him joy, many today are like this guy looking for joy. Pearls give him joy. Today, people want, oh, I would like a nice home. I would like children. I would like a rewarding career. Now, these all do provide a degree of joy, but not the indescribable joy that the Bible talks about. Oh, no. It's a joy that what you can't even describe. It's far beyond. It's beyond words. How about that? So here's the guy, right? The kingdom of heaven is like a merchant seeking fine pearls. He's going about looking for pearls. We see a quality in this man. His mind is engaged productively. He's thinking about something. Pearls. So much so that all of his energies are thrown into it. The man not only has good ideas, but he's doing something about it. Oh, I like that. He not only has good ideas, but he's doing something about it. See, many people have great intentions, and yet their ideas remain ideas. Their intentions remain intentions. Probably everybody's got a box full of intentions that they're still in the box. Haven't done much with them, you know. One day I'll get around to it. Well, not this guy. This guy acts on his intentions. Big danger today in our society is a non-working brain. This guy's working his brain. Today, you know what a non-working brain looks like? One that seeks entertainment rather than instruction. Non-working brain. Not only was this man's brain engaged, it was fixed on a particular object. He was a pearl hunter. I'm looking for pearls. He was doing something with his life. If you bumped into him on the street and you said, hey, what are you doing? He'd say, I'm looking for pearls. You got any? You know what he wouldn't say? I don't know. He wouldn't say, oh, I'm just hanging out. <laughs> He wouldn't say, I don't know, I'm looking for something to do. You got anything? No, this man had a reason to live. He might even respond with the question, do you have any pearls you can sell me? Because that's what I'm looking for. I'm in the business of finding pearls. You got any? As one man said, you won't make a good ship's captain if you don't know the port you're sailing for. Right? You gotta know where you're going. How many people today know where they're going? Yes, if, if you ask the guy in the street, would you say, you know where you're going with your life? What do you think you'd hear? Probably not a lot of distinct things. Something else about this man that he was seeking. He wasn't looking for the common thing. He was looking for the uncommon. You know, he was different. He was looking for what? fine pearls. He was looking for something that was like 
high and above. Something you really had to reach for. Something you took a high aim at. You know, he wasn't looking for bricks. He wasn't looking for stones. He was looking for fine pearls. And finally, with regard to his seeking, he sought them with diligence. How do we know? How do we know this man was diligent in his seeking? Because it tells us in verse 46, upon finding one pearl of great value. Ah, the fact that he found one tells us he was diligent. He didn't hang a sign out on his house expecting people to bring pearls to him. He went looking himself. You know, he didn't hang out a sign. Hey, if you have any pearls, come on by. No. He was out every day, knocking on doors, pounding the pavement, looking for what? Fine pearls. What a what qualities perseverance and diligence are. They're great qualities. Imagine what the world would be like if all people had the perseverance in everything like they do and waiting for a fish to bite. <laughs> Here's a guy, he'll sit there for four hours <clears throat> waiting for that bite on the line. He's persevering. I'm not giving up till that fish bites. Imagine if we had that kind of perseverance in other things that we did. So this man, he found something better even than what he was looking for. He found a beautiful pearl. The Bible says he was looking for fine pearls. The word fine is the word kalos. It means beautiful. But he found something greater. He found the mother of all pearls. Wow. He found one of the greatest value. He found, oh, the most precious pearl he'd ever seen. He never saw a pearl like this. He had a lot of pearls. This one was different. Oh, this one shined. This one was beautiful. This one was big. This one was valuable. To him, this pearl contained what he could ever hope, ever hope to possess and all the others. It went far beyond his whole collection of pearls. And you know why? Because when he found it, he wanted it. Oh, I've got to have that pearl. He didn't take long to make up his mind. You know, when he saw that pearl of great price, what did Jesus say? He went and he sold all that he had. He didn't like, well, let me go home and ask my stockbroker. Oh, let me go home and pray about it. I got I to gotta pray about this pearl. Sometimes people, they pray so much they don't do anything. They just, what are you doing? I'm just praying. When are you going to act? I don't know. I'm just praying. Maybe you need to do something. No, I'm just praying. Okay. Let me give you an illustration. When I first became a Christian, I actually, I heard a message out of the Bible for the very first time in my life. I was in my mid to late 20s. And you know what the message was on? The mark of the beast and the great tribulation. <laughs> I never heard anything like that before. Let me tell you something. At the end of the service, the pastor said, who'd like to receive, who'd like to receive Christ as Savior? Raise your hand. Boom. <laughs> Didn't take me long to make up my mind. It took about a second and a half, and I was saved. 
Because I, it's just like, oh no, man, I don't want to go through that. Sometimes people have to think and they take a little longer. That's okay, but as long as you don't spend your whole life thinking about it. There comes a time when you have to do it. There comes a time when you have to step up and say, I want Christ in my life. It's time. So this man, he knew what he had found and his mind was made up. Now question, when's the best time to make up your mind to receive Christ? Right now. <laughs> not next month, not next year. Not when your bills are paid, not when you stop sinning. Right now. Because those other things will never happen. So you receive Christ now. Someone will say, well, when's the best time to hit the lottery? Five years from now, ten years from now? They say, no, right now. Okay. When's the best time to receive Christ? Right now. When's the best time to receive eternal life? Right now. So what did this man do? He sold out. He went and he sold his whole pearl collection. Probably had a lot of pearls. Added them up together. They were worth a lot. But he said, you know what? Oh, man, I'm selling this collection. No, I'm selling it. You know why? All these pearls don't compare to that one pearl. All these things that I have in my life don't compare to that one thing. The one who owned the pearl of great price, he was willing to sell it. He'd say, what a fool. Why would he sell it? But actually, it's a picture. It's a picture of God's gift of eternal life that he's waiting and willing to give to those who want it. Remember, it's a story. It's a story about the kingdom of heaven. The merchant was willing to sell off all that he had. Maybe it's a picture of the self-abandonment one must experience in order to receive Christ. See, you got to sell off your own prejudices. you got to give up your truth for God's truth. you got to sell off your self-righteousness. Christ possesses the only perfect righteousness. It was the Father that said of the Son, right? This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. The Father never said that about any other people but Jesus himself. The Apostle Peter said, that we were redeemed with, oh, precious blood, as of a lamb, unblemished, spotless, the blood of Christ. Oh, Christ is unique. He's above all. In Isaiah 64, Isaiah com com compares our works to Christ, and he says all of our righteous deeds, they're like filthy garments. They don't compare. We have to sell off our preconceived notions and realize, hey, there's only one way of salvation, God's way. And that's through his son. And that's it. There's no other way. So there is a self-abandonment. Like this guy went and sold off all that he had to buy the pearl. There are some things we have to release. We have to let go of if you really want to gain Christ. As with the merchant, it takes seeking what you possess as inferior seeing what you possess as inferior no matter how great it seems what you have is inferior compared to what you could have in God now this is difficult for many people but that's why this man was such a successful pearl trader
he didn't suffer from growing too attached to what he had for the sake of gaining something better. See, some people just settle. They settle for what they have, and they even think what they have is great. And it might be, but not compared to what Christ wants to give you. There's no comparison. This man had to sell what he had because he could never buy the pearl of great price. He couldn't have both. What he had must go in order to receive the new. You can't have both, right? You can't serve God and mammon, right? You can't put new wine into old wineskins. You can't put a new patch on an old garment. The old has to go for the new to come. The one selling the pearl, he didn't beg the merchant to be his customer. It was the choice of the merchant. And God doesn't beg anybody to receive his son. He just makes his son available. It's the eagerness of the merchant that closes the deal. Now the gospel is for whoever, right? Whoever believes can be saved. But the believing is on the part of all of us. Okay? And then we have, fourthly, the buying. Right? We've got, we've got the, the finding. Right? First he was, um, what did it say? First he was, uh, he, he went looking, he found, he sold, and now he bought. I want to say, yeah, he bought the pearl. And now, written between the lines of selling off what he had and buying the pearl, you know what we have? The angels in heaven are rejoicing. They're rejoicing. Let me give you five quick things about this purchase. Number one, it was immediate. This man would not let a good thing slip through his fingers. He figured, if I don't buy it now, I might not have the opportunity later. Mm -hmm. Number two, it was joyful. As evidenced by his speedy response. He didn't do this grudgingly. He was happy to do it. Three, it was enriching. He knew that he had more than he ever had before. Or he never would have made the swap. And number four, it was final. It's apparent that he no longer needed to look for pearls again. <laughs> His search was over. He's like, man, I got the mother of all pearls. I'm retiring. I don't have to look anymore for that greatest fulfillment because I found it. Why look for something of a lesser value when what you have can't be beat? That's the joy that's in Jesus Christ. Once you found Christ, you found that indescribable joy that can never be equaled by anything in the world. You just can't do it. And then number five, it was a purchase he never regretted. We don't read where he came back for a refund. <laughs> he didn't come back and say, you know, I changed my mind. Can I have my money back? He was completely satisfied with the purchase. Think about that. Completely satisfied. That was the end of the story. Wow, that can be the end of anybody's story. You can be completely satisfied and content in this life. You can. But what does it take? 
It takes what we saw today, finding Christ. It takes what we saw, selling off the old, the prejudices, the opinions, the self-righteousnesses, all those things, and taking on something new, and then making the purchase, say, yes, I want it. I want it. See, God is like, who wants me? I'm here. I'm here for the choosing. Choose today, life or death. Remember when Elijah the prophet said that, if Baal be God, serve him. If God be God, serve him. Choose who you will serve. Moses said, I place before you life and death, the blessing and the curse. Oh, but wait, choose life so you can live, you and your whole household. So many choices in life, aren't there? We can choose to settle for the smaller things, and we settle for the smaller things, but we keep on looking, and we keep on seeking. But if we settle for the large one big thing, the seeking is over. And that one big thing, of course, it's the Lord Jesus. Oh, purchase the pearl of indescribable joy, the pearl of great price. It's offered to us. Each and every one of us have an opportunity to close the deal. Think about that. Let me ask you, have you closed the deal? Many of you have because you're listening to Christian radio. But there's always some. They're still like, uh, you're on the fence. You're thinking about it. That's okay. Don't take too long. Because you don't know when the opportunity will come around. Like this guy. He bought it right away. You know why? Someone else might take it. Or he might be run over by a chariot. <laughs> he, he might, all his pearls might be robbed. And then he's got nothing. Or maybe he'll just change his mind and retire. That's no good. Make the choice today. Choose life so you may live. Choose Jesus and you'll live forever. Hey, I want to tell you about our YouTube channel. You can get notifications every time we're live on the YouTube channel, go to newhopecc.tv, click on the media button, New Hope Radio, click on the icon, and then submit or subscribe, and you'll get a notification every time we're live on the air, you can watch us show on YouTube, and uh, at newhopecc.tv, all of our podcasts are there as well, the Hope Club podcast, and you can get our podcast not only on our website, but anywhere, anywhere. Hey, if you want to email me for any reason, comment, question, New Hope Radio, the number seven, at gmail.com. I'll see you next time.